Dude, um, I think I talked about this the last time, but like the UI in Ableton was so goofy to me at first because I was like, wait, you can put everything down at the bottom because like Logic was built like Pro Tools where it's like everything's a pop-up window and it's like the same thing with FL, but I think I was roasting like FL last time because I was like, how the fuck do you use the, the UI for We were FL? talking about how it has a sound goodizer. So I was listening to Doesn't that. Doesn't it straight up have a plugin no, called sound goodizer? <laughs> all right, all right. I'm, I'm going to settle this once and for all. I listened to the Fly Away X Waxcraft producer podcast, and I just want to say, as like a programmer and a technical person, there is no difference between the sound <laughs> engine in FL and in Ableton. If you bounce a sine wave in both with no plugins, they'll be the same. As to the as to the sound degradizer, that's a different story. Yeah, that could. That's be a literal like setting on Maximus, right? In oh, FL. is it? Yeah, okay. yeah. I don't even know. I haven't really touched FL. I think it's the FL OTT. Oh, well, that that kind of makes sense, dude. Honestly, like whatever we want to call it, whether it be more headroom or <laughs> he's o- really on it. The like. FLOTT. <laughs> I stand, I stand my ground on that, but it's no secret because like Max and Miggy and Chris, they make crazy records with like four different fucking sounds wait max clb right clb yeah for those of you undoctrinated we're uh, talking about round two and our friend clb of uh iona collective and the uh greater chicago dj sphere if you could call it that yeah wait so going back really quick to this like ableton workshop it was hosted by orville the porn and chicken guy for those of you not from chicago there is well, it's actually not happening anymore, right? They're nah. done. They're done. Okay, nah, but the, well, because the mid's not there, so I would assume. Right. Where? Yeah, I don't know. That's why when the mid closed, we were like, "What is gonna happen to like the entire like party scene thing?" Because the trap house isn't around either, yeah. and I haven't seen. I don't know. I think they're just kind of like doing whatever shows. I think Dom is doing more shit than anyone, but like. Yeah, since the mid's been gone, I haven't seen them around. But they, yeah, if you're not from Chicago, they have a party series that's been around for like 10 years called Porn and Chicken. They play a bunch of bass music and shit, and they play porn on the TVs, and you get chicken wings. And it's like the most Chicago thing. I asked for Mild Sauce once, though, but um, they told me they ran out at the party. How can you have wings without sauce? <sighs> I know, man. Dark times. <laughs> Wait, so did they give away prizes at this workshop because I got a, I got a fucking lanyard oh. bro we're out again bro oh there we go okay quickly back the I think Carl one. got uh, a slick at Ableton demo CD and I, I oh. know I got an Ableton lanyard that like served me well for like a couple years dude I still got mine oh, and shit. I'm like I need to hold on to it for as long as I can quick random side story I used to have a dare lanyard and I was like this is hilarious like (laughs) I take drugs (laughs) I smoke weed it's so ironic and dude one day I was spinning my keys I was like I think I'm like a fucking samurai master or some shit swinging this around and I it just like fell off my finger and went into a sewer drain and then i lost my car keys there's there's some metaphor there that i'm not gonna have time to unpack on this episode yeah like my cockiness and like my arrogance just it was karma somewhere the dare bear was like shaking his head dude but dare like doesn't work they've proven apparently that it it doesn't work so they don't do it anymore 
I was gonna say, like, I haven't heard of Dare in years. Like, I remember being like in middle school and they were like yo don't do drugs and i was like well dude i'm like 14 like yeah. i don't know anyone that does drugs i didn't drugs. even know you could get high off yeah. sniffing glue now i do dude, and I was there's like, actually glue right there <laughs> don't tell me man dude my parents were yeah. the people that told me that you could get high off computer duster i would have never found that out yeah no i mean i was like i never tried it but i was like dude you told me about this and now like like now I could do it if I want but I won't but yo Jerry the que- I'm going to do some meta shit right now and ask you to ask me the question that you usually ask at the end about what's your favorite like show or whatever uh-huh because you said during the last pot you should ask this earlier so I'm going to oh. I'm going to hold you to that okay cool yeah sorry yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to sidetrack no, there no no but- we'll get it started with some juicy uh, content you Cause, know cuz I want to hear I want to hear yours I'm rambling yeah all right let's let's go to that <laughs> um so the first question to you Kyle of Kyle and Hobbs is what was the first concert you went to? First concert I went to was Pat Benatar with my dad. Yo, okay. At the, uh, I think it was a casino in Elgin, so suburb oh, of Chicago. Yeah. Cool, cool. Okay. Pat Benatar smashed it, by the way. I would assume so. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you saw like a great musician for your first show. Like, I feel like you could only go really up from there, though. Like, I mean, I've seen Datsik before, so it definitely can go down from there. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, actually. Yeah, maybe the maybe the bar was set kind of high. I'm not going to lie. Yo, know. no, no. This is all yours because I said mine on the last pot. So this is all yours. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, secondary Yo, question. I appreciate that, man. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, is what was the most impactful concert? That's actually like, like clearly a really hard... not Datsik. No, that was a a weird time in my sort of musical journey. <sighs> I think not to be cliched at all here. I saw um oh god. I would say probably going out to some clubs in Berlin and going out to places like Tresser and the the thing is though that I don't even really know who was playing and i know that's maybe a little bit of like the meme but it was it was more about the night and i guess i was thinking about this before because i kind of had a feeling you were gonna ask and (laughs) i feel like an impactful night for me is like almost like a spiritual experience with like the people around me and i think that to leave a night and like feel just inspired to like like leaving a show and feeling excited to make more dance music is really like the bar that I have set for myself and I think that the shows that do that are a good show for me if I leave the show and I'm like focused on like something dumb that happened at the venue or the crowd being sort of like not up to par or not really enjoying it I feel like that can kind of like take me out of the experience of just kind of like at its core being in a dark room listening to compressed air yeah okay i feel that what kind of music was it so um most people would think it was like 
techno and there was some techno but it was definitely like a lot of breaks and a lot of like older house cuts too that were just kind of thrown really? in for good measure this was at um tresser and like panorama bar were like the two probably most memorable places i remember going this out was in berlin there. germany yeah. that's sick when did you go there so that was um 2016 when i was traveling abroad and um the kind of interesting kind of tying this back to like my story of carl is that we met each other and then i think we were hanging out making music for like five or so months and then probably like a month into knowing carl i said yeah i'm going to europe for a whole year yeah, we so were in a, we, were in a, we were in a long distance producer relationship Wait, for like a year yeah really? it, was, it was really funny we also started the fucking label long distance it was it was dope but <laughs> that's the only long distance relationship i've ever been in. that's the only one i've been in that's worked but um <laughs> Yeah, so I was I was living abroad. I um, did like a dual enrollment in uh, France and Sweden, and all the while like making music and like still being a pretty like green producer in terms of like my chops. And um, what yeah. do you mean by green? I uh, I think like anybody else, I knew how to put the blocks together. I knew how to make a kick. I knew how to make patterns, but I still needed a lot more practice in being able to have a mood and then put that into my DAW. Interesting, okay. So just what like the green means that like you're good to go, like you're green lit? Uh, green is like, I think it's a term that comes from sailing, like a greenhorn. It means like you're you're really fresh. It's like a plant growing, like a tree oh. is green when it first starts. Oh yeah, starts. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. When it first is budding, it's like super yeah. light green. And exactly. Like, okay, interesting. I like that. I feel like I'm gonna start using that. Bro, that we could make a sauce. Shout out Deadliest Catch. What? <laughs> Deadliest Catch is a great show. Discovery Channel needs to go back to that era. Dude, you know what's killer too is River Monsters. That I fucking that. guy. He's just wrangling like giant catfish, and you're like, is what this the is your job? Steve Irwin for like the next generation. Dude, I feel like his time is already gone, or happened and gone. Like I don't know what he's doing anymore. I don't even know what his name was, but he was a beast. Someone knows out there. Someone who's listening drop it in the comments you below know. yeah but okay cool that sounds like an amazing trip to go to europe and go to different countries and explore the music i i should just say though that like it uh i was still making like dubstep and shit over there so it clearly didn't stick <laughs> yeah you didn't like get influenced by like hard stuff okay so quick side note i went to the netherlands because my friend is originally from there and he moved back and when we went there that was when i first was introduced to hard style and i was like dude what the fuck is this music it Very is like intense. so intense over there like defcon and like yeah. some of the festivals they have or even like gaba is still a thing over mm -hmm. there and it's like so wild yeah like and then when i came back i was like dude it's gonna come here it's gonna be the next big thing never happened then we got future dance hall and jack you yeah, which they still don't use the gabber, dude. That future thing is future dance hall. <laughs> hey. Yo, future. What is it? Future death rhythm is is the genre that we jokingly came up with. It's like I think I was at um I think I was at CLB's crib and like some some unknown entity was was mixing on the CDJs and I heard a track that was like it was like the death step or whatever and then I like. I told him about it, and he was like, I think he said, oh, dude, it's like future death rhythm, 
that's like the new like that's gonna be like the new soundcloud niche in like 2020 but we never got that thankfully. dude no that just sounds like a giant bastardization <laughs> future death of <laughs> of um genres that are already like so high up on their horses like rhythm it's like you know what i mean like you gotta keep it straight rhythm otherwise people are gonna be like what the fuck is this and then like future stuff it's like okay not gonna lie yeah i don't know did I you heard, like it no i okay. heard a space laces track like the other day it's like mm-hmm. his newest track it was really cool it was like rhythm i just don't like the rhythm that is like loud i like the rhythm that's more like groovy yeah like groovy and kind of like i guess subtle I feel like there's there's an oxymoron in there. Subtle rhythm. Subtle. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if that makes any sense. But I, I think maybe if we're going to expand upon rhythm here, like starting off in, in Europe, like making music and trying to make dubstep, I feel like there is something to be said for like the technicality of that genre in terms of like if you're a listener to dubstep, you don't have to know anything about how it's made, but if something's out of place, like if the sub is at the wrong frequency on a very visceral level, you will know and it won't have the reaction. And so there is, I guess, something to be said for like trying to make that genre. And I have a great appreciation for people in space laces, like when they do it well. And it's like, it's really cool to listen to, but I think it's had its time and I'm like really excited for what, will be next also i feel like rhythm is always the meme that we talk about that's just like dude rhythm like what (laughs) what is it it's so easy to make fun of dude like i don't know it's like i don't know i'm such a boomer about like (laughs) dubstep (laughs) okay (laughs) boomer no i am because i'm like whenever i see like like trashy like fucking aragon shows that are like it's like five different dubstep artists and like there's the crowd that shows up to those i just i get so boomery and i'm like this is this is the antithesis of dance music culture and i hate this but it's like honestly dude like so many of those kids are getting into electronic music through that and i think it's only a matter of time before they dig deeper Hmm. i think on some level it's really easy to poke fun at but also i need to remind myself like just to let people have fun sometimes especially i think i sometimes fall victim to like the stereotypes of like making techno and stuff and i'm like oh i'm not a dubstep kid anymore you know and like i think at the end of the day i just have to like remind myself that like these are people who wouldn't be listening to electronic music otherwise and i just like want people to be excited about it i think in a, yeah. like a very pure way and if it's if they're gonna go to paradox or whatever the the next thing is with excision then like so be it i suppose yeah i mean nothing nothing against it's all fun here like we're not we're just trying to have a good time at these shows but i it is i feel like i've been in the scene for long enough that i'm just like what is it turned into but yeah i don't want to i don't want to harp on that or be that guy Let's uh let's move to a track. Boom. I want to hear some some originals here. Um, do you guys have any particular? Um, we can start off with the Ellipsis collab. A former podcast veteran should be re- called a Ratas. Is it today on? Was it on here? Uh, oh, this one. Hey, we're here. Yep, yep. Oh, We've arrived. Oh it's gonna be chunky. It's gonna be chunky, boys. Turn this boy on. Yeah, sure. 
bounce track. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. You should make him make other shit. I mean, I love his music. He's really good at making house, and he doesn't really do it that much. Interesting. So you guys like switched. I think it's hilarious that everybody thinks that's Jake's section, but he right. did the like four x four. I feel like the lead sound is like a total Jake section. It is. Yeah, it is for sure. Call me crazy, but when I hear a kick that's not on the one and the one, I'm usually like, well, that's not. That's not us. We don't. Do yeah, that. no, we're <laughs> housers. <laughs> so, do you guys only make house? absolutely like... not <laughs> we have um we have a couple that are like um what it be omen omens like uh it's like dnb slash like halftime neuro kind of cool. deal i feel like our biggest track is not even a house track in terms of just like soundcloud metrics it's it's like a trap record okay yeah but a lot of four to the floor because um, i know like he i mean you get you have so many different projects so it's like you never know i think I, that more often than not if we start something that's four to the floor we will at least earmark it for kyle i think is is a fair assertion between the two of us yes. but kyle is definitely uh kyle and hobbs is more about like a tone that i think is present in all the songs and i'm okay. confident that we can do that in a four to the floor style or in like a trap song as well gotcha okay how did you guys come up with your name so this is uh, this is another story. Good um, meme. It's a good meme. The, I was, this was in high school, and I was like really sick. I had like mono and pneumonia at the same time, so I was sick for two so you months. You were gonna die. I was I was gonna die, and I was watching a lot of daytime television, as you do when you're sick in high school. And I watched the show uh, V, and there was this is like a cheesy show about like aliens coming to earth but it was also like a I remember that show you remember yeah. that yeah it was, yeah, it was yeah. a cool show they were like skinwalkers yeah. like the lizard people right yeah some like lizard illuminati stuff and uh there was a dude on the show named Kyle and Hobbs and Kyle, like, Hobbs. Kyle Hobbs excuse me and um I, I just thought he was like a really cool I think high school me was like this is what I want to be when I grow up and I had this whole fantasy about going to a different country 
and changing my name to Kyle Hobbs and then just kind of starting over somewhere as you do as sort of like a daydreaming high school kid. And then I think as reality sort of set in, I wanted to turn that into something musical. And we had just made some records because previously when Carl and I used to collaborate, we used to call it Kai Craft. And that was us kind of trying to do house together. I would say there was mostly house records. And then we made something one day that was just like, it was just not Kai Craft. And everybody that heard it on the first day was like, wait, this isn't Kai Craft anymore. Uh. And we were all outside like smoking a cigarette. And I was like, okay, like this is the time to tell Carl about Kyle and Hobbs. Yeah. So you gave him the rundown about where that came from. Well, so it was that but i remember i remember being at your crib like one of those first times when we were like getting the cops called on us for producing at your crib and shit wait wait. yeah (laughs) were you just being loud i mean yeah it, it was like a three flat and everyone wanted to be pissed off because you know we were we were making fucking trap or whatever the cops came to my house and every instance of this happening the music was already off by the time that they got there and so the officers came in and was like, were you guys having a party here? And we were like, no, we're just making music. And then they're like, what's your SoundCloud? Really? <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. What? Point being, the kind of, I think you said at some point, you were like, I just want to be like like a belligerent trap producer that wears like a fucking hood and who's named Kyle Hobbs. And I remembered that. And I think like at some point we were like, because we made, we made, um, Big Room Tech Tool is like our first track that we made. It's on SoundCloud, but it was like a industrial like breaks like techno track, mm-hmm. and we were like, "Whoa, this is like a whole sound." And I guess you could call it kind of like Gesaffelstein E slash like I O E, but it was just an industrial techno track, and we were like, "Well, this isn't Kaikraft. Like, it's not like this soulful like housey whatever." So we were like, "This is has this has to be like." A different project so we just called it kyle and hobbs because we've heard we've seen a lot of people that do like like there's like a duo called like magic and johnson you know <laughs> like a duo okay, where yeah, you yeah. it's like the shit where you take like a dude's like a person's name and you just make it and for a duo okay yeah, like yeah. whatever and i was like oh we should just do like kyle and hobbs and it worked out that works there's definitely i think a couple false starts along the way because i think the first time where i, I said i want to be a, a trap producer that wears a, a balaclava was definitely <laughs> oh <laughs> my god <laughs> it was it was definitely well before we because this that was before i had left for um my year abroad and so when i was back i had learned more about ableton carl had learned more and that time we'd started the label and so there had been like a lot moving up to that and i think the sort of foray into techno was kind of the like exigence of everything that uh kicked off kyle and hobbs but we definitely do not limit ourselves very very long-winded explanation so the possibility of a balaclava coming back into the equation it's not ruled out it's it's definitely not ruled out (laughs) like the whole mask thing you guys might we we've talked about the masks before I, i think the primary thing is that there's like an uncanny valley with masks where you're just kind of being a phony and when it's cool yeah and we're, we're trying to figure out how that is going to be navigated well what you're saying too like i think you said like because i think i said at some point like let's take some press photos and you were like i don't know like you were like i think i kind of just want it like we've always been like we just want it to be about the music like i don't think we want like a gimmick i mm-hmm. mean like 
it, like the music and like the visual like branding on your page and for your artwork like i feel like it should speak for your for itself like i don't know i think like although like personality branding and things like that are good i just never thought it matched up with our like style because it's just very dark and like focused on atmospheres i don't want to say it takes itself like seriously but it's like a, a weird like persona and like i don't know like showing our faces too much would kind of like not really make sense like it not that we're not that we want to be masked dudes but like it shouldn't be about us it should be about the music is kind of like yeah the highlight there so it's it's always been like i think the reason i said like masks is because like we were talking about that i was like oh like maybe we should put on a mask because it's like a gimmick but it's like eh, like you could but i just think most people would just would just fucking roast you for that so it's just like should just be about the music man yeah i agree i feel like that's kind of what the mask is trying to do sometimes you know it has to be i think tastefully done and done at the right time Mm -hmm. i think that people who from the jump are wearing a mask i i think like i said the uncanny valley right where it's sort of like there's a right time to put on a mask and there's a right time just to kind of like have a little bit of self-deprecation and we're definitely not at the mask point yet but maybe check back <laughs> not in with the us. mask point yet dude you know what i remember hearing was uh the conspiracy theory of uzi where oh, it was yeah. like do you remember this wait uzi the trap producer was it was it that uzi was um like was bill clinton was that no, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, who is okay who is the dude that was um who is the fucking guy that was wearing the mask that no one marshmallow no not marshmallow <laughs> <laughs> like oh well marshmallows who it's it's dot uh com. it's dot com, dot com yeah. or whatever they were saying that about someone else though like the, i don't know wait what's the oozy thing the oozy thing is that um because and this is kind of a slam against him but it doesn't okay it's all good. anyway <laughs> because of the style of the music how it's just like pretty basic trap music uh-huh. it could be produced by uh, you know, a bunch of different people. So all you gotta do is get a mask, and you could be Uzi. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, I'm just saying it could be like a bunch of people, but probably it's just one guy. I've heard that same sort of theory about uh, I think like Mala too. Oh, yeah. People okay. have kind of like asserted that it could be multiple people, but yeah, Uzi at the time i'll agree with you it's definitely like simple trap music but i think he definitely pioneered a lot of the sort of like inflection points between like dirty south trap and electronic music so like dude yeah shouts to uzi for that for sure yeah like trap shit v i think seven or maybe three i don't know they're all like so like all the names are just like v what or you know but one of those songs is a slap it's like on the same level as the harlem shake to me it's like got that same you know it's like beep 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 it's like classic trap dude i swear that's why every time i see carmack i just i geek out for three days after it because i'm just like it just none of his shit ages like it it just it ages so well i don't know how but like like i don't know like like hoochie and like all those original dudes that were making trap that was like really good at the time but like people just started making it better like dude i don't know carmack's like the perfect balance of like it it's not too sound designy like it doesn't have too much shit but it just 
fucking slaps. Like yeah, his harmonies always clutch. Also, his yeah. bass is always so like his basses are stupid. Thick. We met him. Oh, yeah, we got. Which. I got a goofy. Like I was joking that like the picture I took with Carmack, like which he retweeted today, so that was funny. He retweeted. That? Yeah, he, he retweeted the picture that I that we took with him, the one where I was like laughing because I said some. I tried to say something to him before, and he totally like just turned away from me. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> you were like, like, yo, Aaron, yeah. that shit was hard. And then like he just turned it away from me. And I, was and like, I oh, like gave no. you a pat on the shoulder. I was like, you'll get him next time. I was like, like oh, he'll no. come back. Oh, I just fucking embarrassed myself in front of Carmack. But that's yeah, speaking of him when we met him on Tuesday, which was yeah. fucking cool. Honestly, just a little quick side note, it's like that man is so humble. Oh yeah. Like he just comes out and he's like, Yo, what's up guys? Like, the oh chillest. I'm glad you like the music. Like Hell yeah! He just had like a three-hour set. I was like, I was amazed at how empty that show was for his DJ me set. Me too. Yeah, it was crazy. Like three set shows are like level. Yeah, busier than that. I was like, what the fuck, is man? That chop shop. Yeah, is it that chop, was shop? chop shop? But it also was, shout out chop shop. That's yes, a great venue, dude. Their sound is like fucking great. They have for anyone that's never been. They have four function ones, like, hanging from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. They have one that's kind of, like, angled out to the side, like, towards the wall. One that's angled in, and they have the same setup on either side. There is not a bad place to be in that venue as far as sound goes. Like, you're getting dank sound wherever you are. Mm -hmm. And holy shit, like, hearing CarMax music on function ones is, like, like, you can't really get much better yeah no like, it was for pretty listening dope. to this shit and no he, that was that was wild he played Dude. almost every track i wanted to hear except yeah. for nell no he did play nell yeah he played everything he it played was dope a, i was like just play the whole drugs ep the whole, that would be every, great. every <laughs> literally everything from drugs and Dude, yeah, but was, then he went in like at the end there was just this fucking dirty he like was playing look shit fucking yeah dude me and this look other guy shit. were getting up oh and down like God. i took my i took off my hat because i got long hair and i was just like getting Ooh. the head banging going me and this other guy dude, dude he played yeah. uh he played a big red track Way. Yeah, he he, Way. and Don had to point it out to me because I didn't yeah, even ellipses. know. Yeah, ellipses. Well, because he was like, I'm about to tell him, like, I'm about to flex a little bit <sighs> about Dude, this track. He played a big red track, and Don was like, Yo, this is big red, and I was like, What? And I was like, Oh, fu-. like, and I actually now that I remember, I think he's been playing that. I think he's had that track in rotation. I I forget what the name of the track is, but Don knows, but. Yeah, he's, he's had that one in rotation for a minute, and he played it right at the end, and it was, like, fucking sick. Shout yeah. out Big Red. Yeah, huge shout out Big Red. Um, yeah. He's had an Ionic Collective release back in the day, and he's, like, become fucking really good at producing, and he's been he's been getting a lot of gigs and stuff like that, too. Is this a Chicagoan? He is a suburban. Um, suburban. He, he knows, like, Kai's the one that knows him better, so. Wow, word. Yeah, uh, Big Red was somebody I went to high school with and played World of Warcraft with. Word. What did yeah. you play as? Did um, you have multiple characters? Yes, okay. yes. <laughs> so my main was a uh, Shadow Priest, Undead Shadow Ooh, Priest. Sick. Yeah. But nice. um, I don't remember what Red played. I feel like he's he's been everywhere, too, as far as the, the Horde and the Alliance for those uh, uh, yes, those indoctrinated yes. to Azanoff. But um, uh, <laughs> 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 no, no, it's it's really cool to see people from your hometown who 
kind of went the same direction as you with producing and big red's definitely one of those people who i think started around the same time as me and it's so cool to see him getting that support that he deserves yeah there's so many random like famous people right now that i'll just hear from like a friend that's like oh yeah you grew up in my hometown like you don't even have to have that crazy background where it was like i've been doing music since i was two years old and i've been singing since i was like you know and i was in a big band and like all this shit like really you could just be some random guy from the country and if you really want it i feel like you can get it at like you know right Dude, place right time type of deal digital digital anything or just like the internet is so cool like that because mm -hmm. i don't know man like it's like you said like miguel from round two is a great example of that like he has a really cool story and like every time i hang out with him like i learn more about like what he's kind of like done but he like just lives out in he lives like 20 minutes south of kankakee like he lives in the middle of fucking nowhere yeah. and he just makes dangers all the time and um that might be part of it too is that you're just like i'm so fucking just, bored yeah, dude i gotta just keep doing this it's gotta be i mean i've found so much inspiration from like living in a city but at the same time like yeah, that's real shit because every time i go home to my parents place and i'm like I have nothing to do but sit around and make beats. It's like that's when I always churn out like the best. Well, shit, dude, okay, a couple, like. couple things. Like I was just listening to some like Bon Iver. I don't know. Is that how you say? Bon Iver it? is fucking great. But are like, you gonna talk about how he made that whole fucking album in yeah. the woods in like a cabin? Yeah, yeah, it's so sick. Like, and then also like Carmack, <laughs> I know that Hawaii. he like was yeah. just alone. And there's like this thing about being alone with yourself as an artist. Like, dude, I think you have to drive yourself crazy to a certain extent to be like that great. I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe that's like a like a not a nuance enough nuance of an opinion. But like, I just man, feel like alone time though. Like, it's good. You know, if you're always collaborating it's just like when do you have time to really hone in and like figure out what it is that y you were supposed to make or you know I'm what i mean gonna steal this point from somebody but i think that if you look back in time to some of like you know the the greatest musical acts like beethoven was not collaborating with people yeah. And that's not me trying to say that I'm Beethoven or I want to be, but you know the Rolling Stones weren't collaborating with people either and I right. think that collaboration in electronic music is a crutch for some people. Hot take. Wow, that is a hot take because I used to totally believe like I'd be sitting at my house and I would be scrolling through SoundCloud and be like, dude, collaboration between like G Jones and like Ikali or, or something random like that, that I'm like, dude, this has got to be bigger than both of them. And like sometimes sick, right? Like sometimes they come together and make something really sick, but I don't know. So, I, I've so, changed my stance. So that's a great catalyst because so I've never really gotten the chance to talk about like working in a duo because I think we're talking about collaboration. Um, working in a duo, I've had to kind of like make myself see it as like you're not like not it's not every time that both people are entirely dipping their hands into a project. I like to think of a duo or a collaboration as like almost you're almost thinking of it as like a company where like both of yeah. you like may make something but everyone the idea is like everyone contributes to it but i think like i've i've liked to see collabs like with other people more so as like 
if someone sends me something, I like to think that I'm remixing it a lot of the time. Mm, interesting, like, yeah. Or you send some, something to someone else, and I say, I don't even want to touch it after this. Like, you just finish it. Because I think if you do a collab and you do it with the right person, you should have to be able to trust them that they're going to, like, finish it the way you want it. And I think that, like, you can do co-production and stuff like that, and it, it just depends on the degree. And that, mm. that's why it's a gray area and, like, kind of a blurred line, whereas, like, we've I've always felt like both of us have a lot to contribute to making a record. So even though, like, he'll crank out a track or I'll crank out a track all by myself, it ultimately, like, it always comes back around. And it's, like... But I think, like, collaborating with another artist is, like, a totally different ballgame. Well, you reason. guys have already set up, like, you guys are a squad. You know what I mean? So, like, you guys are pretty much married. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, like, it, <laughs> it feels that way sometimes. Like, you know, like, when you're hit up by some random person on SoundCloud, it's, like, very flattering. You're like, yeah, okay, I'm going to kind of make a remix of what you got down already. But you guys can look at it a very, very different way, I think. There's, um... I think it's taken a lot over the years of kind of knowing Carl to know where each other's strong suits are as far as what parts we're good at and what parts we like to do as far as like our own production goes. I think in the beginning it started off where Carl was more so the drum guy. He knew mm. how to program drums much better than I did because Carl has a lot of experience in playing in bands and like more experience with metal so sure, yeah. that definitely translated over the DAW more so than my three months of piano lessons. Right. But, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I definitely very quickly found sort of my niche with doing atmospheres and synth work, I would say, is the part that really like brings the most joy for me. And I, I definitely have gotten better at drum programming. Excuse me, drum programming. Don't get me wrong. But there's definitely something to be said for when i make a record and i show carl and i'm like okay are these drums up to snuff and then mm. in the beginning carl is like okay wait i have to come back i have to redo these and now i think i'm getting to a point now where i can make a pretty convincing like track and like you're gonna be like no this slap for sure and i bet you're getting better at like atmospheres yeah it's like no well part of it's like <laughs> We now that we kind of know what the par for the course Kyle track is, like it's very easy to like for me to bang out an intro and some drums and sketch something out and then send it over and be like, Oh, like here was like here's what my idea was for like a drop or like a like a lead and and like <laughs> the thing that I'm fucking terrible at is synthesis and I'm I've, I've been getting better at mixing shit down. I've been practicing just so you know I've been practicing mixing that been watching good, some tuts good for you but some um, what some tuts I've been watching some some tutorials some, oh, some, some tutty tuts <laughs> but where where this man is like eons better than me is like just mixing shit down and like getting everything to sound where it needs to be and like especially like synthesis in its raw creating like actually creating sounds like like i can use a preset and fuck with a preset until i get what i want to hear but but this this man can like actually like make a fucking sound and he's yeah. a lot better at me than me at that um like i think i said this last time i'm very like I'm very, like, path of least resistance, which I've been trying to be a lot better about. Like, to me, I'm just like, well, if it works, then, like, fuck it. Like, you don't need to go in. And, like, but I'm like, I need to be better about that. And I, I need to be, like, I don't know. Ableton is, like, a fucking sandbox of what you can do with it. Right. And I think, like, you know, 
when you're working on a track that you want to release, I don't think that's a great place to explore Ableton and like Serum's capabilities. But like the best way to do it is just fucking around, knowing that you might not put it out, but like just dicking around with making sounds. And, yeah, like, like you routing. could get a sound that you like that you could use on a different track, and then once you start the other track, you're like, all right, I I already have the sound. Like I'm already good to go. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back to like a virtual riot tutorial where it's like, <laughs> dude, literally will go in and make a make a like a drop in like 10 minutes because he'll just be like okay like i have this i have this audio sample that i bounced from serum that i made yeah so it's like we started doing that because instead of like dicking around with making patches every time you want to like make a lead it's so much easier to just like have a bunch that you already know Mm -hmm. and you can either bounce out to audio to fuck with or recycle yeah for sure that makes total sense yo shout out to the user library in ableton yes hey yep yep i told myself i was gonna try to restrain myself from giving like tips because i'm still like in the grand scheme of things a newer producer but definitely i mean you know you could have a cert if you wanted (laughs) so definitely the user (laughs) library i think was a sort of change once we started doing what carl was talking about where we're like doing sound jams as like mr bill calls them or other people where we would just make a lead that we knew would work in a Kyle record with a kick, but then we'd just save it and we'd, you know, do that for like two or three hours. And then yeah. the next day, once your brain's kind of had a chance to reset and everything's fresh to you, you can go back and just drag them in as clips. And that's like definitely enabled us quick. to just be like pretty quick, I would say. Because now I can normally make a track in, I want to say like 10 hours to get something that's like playable okay yeah i mean that makes total sense like you don't have to feel bad either that like you're using someone else's stuff because like i always get that way i'm just like oh this drum fill i don't know i gotta like fuck it up to like make it my own or something you know i used to feel that way a lot i think carl was giving me a lot of credit saying that i am good at creating sounds from nothingness and i will i will take that i do know more no, about synthesis in, in this that. duo but i will say that i am getting like less gripes about using something if i like it mm-hmm. as long as it's not like blatant copyrighted and well yeah stealing you from know what you want more now too like i'm exactly. sure you both know like okay this is kind of what i'm going for or, like this will work i know that this will work like dude when i first started i was like so we got our hi-hat and our open hat or our clothes and open hats like when the fuck do i use which like dude i was on a level where it's like you know but now you know like okay the hats are gonna be like this this is how they normally go and you can also be like well this is how they normally go we're gonna fuck that up and make it like this and it's just you know you gotta this is gonna sound cliche but it's just like you gotta know the rules to break the rules type definitely definitely you have to i think or like at least your own rules yeah you have to make enough like really boring tracks to kind of get that practice before you can just go into it with the confidence of like okay i know how to program the pattern i'm thinking about Mm -hmm. but then knowing how to deviate from that and knowing the places in a record where you are going to deviate from that because there's definitely some things that we're not going to change we're always going to pick the same kind of claps and the same kind of kicks and maybe even like we're always going to do our subs in a very similar way but then knowing the areas where okay this is where i can add my flavor into it i think is important as well sure yeah well speaking about a lot of these tracks maybe we should uh let's go to one of these and you guys can tell me what parts were you and what parts 
were you, you know? Is there any in particular that, uh... We can play the... Uh, you wanna do Payback? Yeah, we can play that one. This is, this is unreleased. This is, like, Tech House? We kind of... We're not gonna, we're not gonna it. We went all. We went all. Anything you want to say about it before I play it? Like, did you do the drums and like this? This dude made the track pretty much, and then I kind of came. I like to say that sometimes I come in and I Skrillex it and kind of do like the last like executive pass and just be like, oh, like creatively, this is what it should have. But like, he he made most of this. Like, this is ninety percent him, and then I kind of like like I said like. I'm just like, oh, well, you need to change this and blah, 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 blah. But this was pretty, pretty solid, like, as a sketch that when it was sent to me. But it is kind of like a tech house, like, tech slash G house. Again, I don't like to pigeonhole, but that's the genre land that it exists in. But you can hear it for yourself. Okay, we'll, we'll get into it then. Is there anything you want to say before? I, th- I think Carl teed it up perfectly. specifically want to play then we can do that i think we could play the last techno one we have that's probably a cool forthcoming the techno the kicker group oh fuck. yeah we should play yeah, that right. okay play that. word we can talk for like five more minutes play that one for sure okay this is cool like the bass was very right in the right place though Yeah, dude, this is hot. It's like minimal in a sense. It's tech. It's like very. It's like a long ass arrangement where it's like. This would be like the extended mix or whatever. But like, just the mix of like the kick and the bass are so hot that it's like. That's all I need, really. Yeah, last time we were together, we. Yeah, we made sure that everything was like balanced and you got enough of both. For sure. Messenger video and was like, dude, this I, is like I literally said, Can we go here? And he <laughs> said, Yes, <laughs> like, yes, please. I love that. Like, that's what we say when we, when we know we're thing. doing something just so, like, like frowned upon or maybe like unacceptable or head ass. It's like, Should we go here? Yeah. It's right. Like the the answer is always yes. The answer is always yeah. yes. Yeah. There's a reason these conventions are. Because, like, you wouldn't ask it otherwise. You're like, exactly. hmm? 
this. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I would hear that at like, not soundbar, what's called smart bar, the one underneath the metro. Dude, that would be so, that's so funny that you said that because knowing like the smart bar culture, they'd be like, oh, that's so tech house. I like they, they wouldn't even really? fuck with I that. Think they nah. would hate that. No, they would, they really? would despise that. Okay, I've only I, been there one time, so but I liked not, it. <laughs> not to uh, jump down your throat there, but I would say that this record and definitely Kyle at large is that we try to take something familiar and then give our spin on it. The, the kind of our little kind of tagline is too techno for the EDM kids and too EDM for the techno kids. Interesting. And so I think that's with that record, okay. we took something that's like familiar, like the Fisher kind of sound, and then sort of flipped it with some sort of darker Kyle fare, I would say. Maybe you can break down some of that stuff for me, because like, you know, you got house, you got techno, like maybe you can explore some of the landscape, because like I'm thinking just like four to the floor, I'm like house, pretty much. So it, it this is why I think like, like I... I like to meme and like roast like house music and like techno um, aficionados because like I have times where I think that it's all the same fucking shit, but like the reality is that there's like m- like hundreds of subgenres within like house and techno, but like it's just it it tends to be like the more like the stuff that sounds older and the stuff that is like less EDM sounding, I guess if you could say that tends to be like, you get the kind of pretentious audience that is like, they don't want to fucking hear something new or they don't like, it's a lot of the people that listen to that stuff, like would, would like kind of hate on EDM. So like, that's our kind of thing is like, if we make a record like this, like I would call this tech house, which like in the world of like house music, like aficionados, they kind of very frowned upon, very, very frowned upon. And like Hmm. that, that kind of track, like that's the kind of thing where like, like a kid that like is being introduced to house music be like oh yeah that's what house music is but like dude there's so many like different like iterations of house music and that realistically is like as accessible as it can get oddly enough Hmm. so that's why we say like it's too edm for like the the techno snobs you know but it's like it's almost like if you're like a a rhythm kid or like someone who listens to trap you'd almost be like oh this is it's boring because it's house shit. yeah but like so we like to ride that that middle ground and piss everybody off yeah that's our that's our brand ethos is just disappointing everybody including <laughs> our parents you guys are memers trolls slightly maybe yeah there's there's definitely some some memeing going on i would say we uh We'll sometimes leave samples in our tracks for our, our listeners to find some Easter mm. eggs. Some Easter eggs. I like that. I like yeah. that. Concept. There's, there's. I, I think we try to keep it fun so that we prevent ourselves from like taking everything so seriously because it's really easy to do that in dance music. Yeah. Really quick question: Has this door been open the entire time? It uh, just opened yeah, recently. Okay. That was a meme. I was yeah. like. I don't want to fuck up the sound, but I really was confused. I was like, I feel like there's a draft now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Well, we work with what we got here, okay? (laughs) (laughs) No, we're good. No, we're straight. Um, Let's, uh, well, thank you for that little bit of schooling, first of all, because, like, 
you know, as someone who's from Chicago, I'm like, I'm careful where I tread because I know that I'm not that knowledgeable about this stuff. And like, even when I make house music, quote unquote, I'm like, is this even house? Because someone who is more in the know would be like, no, it's just. Dude, I've always said like, I think. 909 kid. Like, <laughs> Dude, I said this before, but like anyone like that produces or DJs or whatever like really likes to get fixated on subgenres but like um I don't know man like it just feels like it's all irrelevant at the end of the day that's why like I wouldn't even lead with saying like oh this is like this it's micro house with like uh, this kind of because in- it's it, it's all at the end of the day it's like it's all 4-4 shit right and it's like sure I, I was kind of thinking about this this morning this is my last tangent before we get into another track but I think electronic music is very unique in the way that people experience it because electronic music doesn't really matter as much and when i say performance i mean like you're not playing an instrument on stage you know like at a we're not like impressed with you queuing up a new song yeah exactly like so if it sounds good it is good yeah and if it connects with people it doesn't matter how you got there or what you call it Mm-hmm. And so I think that's very unique as opposed to a band where you could have a band who has no stage presence and the best sound and they probably wouldn't get very far. Whereas yeah. some DJs just stand there and I'm not advocating for that, but it is a lot different. And I mm-hmm. think that that sort of allows you a lot when you're making it and how you want to kind of create your vision. It's almost like shoegazy, like where you're like, you know like you're like looking at your feet you're just playing i mean that's like a vibe in itself but it's not really about the person on the stage it's about like the musical experience and like that's where i feel like it should be unless you're like a scratch dj and you're like fucking killing it then okay cool that's respectable but i feel like for the most part most people realize that like the djs aren't doing a significant amount of work they're just really good at choosing songs and you know also they produce a lot of music like a lot of the good ones will also produce you gotta be a selector for sure and a curator yeah yeah you're a curator okay last question on this subject what would you tell your mom you make oh like you know what i mean because like my mom will hit me with a question like so like what would you like what style of music is this or just some random bro will ask me and i'll be like oh you know it's like instrumental electronic it's like bass stuff like i also sometimes make like house and they're like i don't fucking know what that (laughs) means at all i have no clue thank you for the vague response i'm really lucky in that in the course of uh soon to be 25 years i have converted my mom from listening to country to trance music and then in the last oh word okay five years i've got her to start fucking with bicep and so I think she has a better understanding of all the genres but there's definitely sometimes when Carl and I make a record together she'll come into my room she'll be like this is not mom EDM I'm like like, no it's not this is advanced like yeah this is this is supposed to be a little jarring mom yeah interesting okay so what would you say if someone was like so what kind of music do you make oh my my parents are they have no fucking clue I'd be like I whenever my parents are like what what do you wear I'm like I don't know. It's electronic <laughs> music. Like my dad, like my, cause my, my parents are to the point where they're like, wait, so you're like, you're mixing 
you're like mixing the your own beats like is that yeah, what you're yeah, doing yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like there's no like like i get it like yeah no it's not like i expect them to know like no one at that age unless you like really grew up with electronic music understand like i don't expect anyone to like so i always say electronic music and like this is funny my dad one time like uh he he texted me and he was like oh like i was in the car like i was listening to sirius xm and this song called uh sandstorm uh by darude came on he's like do you know it like maybe you could like maybe you could do a mix of it and i like (laughs) fucking died i was like it's so funny but that like explains everything like you can't explain that's a very good explanation you can't explain what the fuck drum and bass is to someone that like has never heard sandstorm like right. it's just so but yeah. no uh mama kichos listens to above and beyond it's fucking dope tight that's awesome <laughs> i don't know i was just thinking about it because like yesterday i was talking to someone and they were like oh so you like you're like a dj and i was like i'm i do dj oh, like i was like off. i don't know how to connect with you right now i'm sorry dude like, even as try. someone that is a dj like i hate when people fucking say that did yeah. that uh, conversation start with how's the little music thing going? Oh no, it was like I think someone. Okay, that is hard. That cuts. That that does cut. I think for me it was like I was talking. They were like they knew I did music, and they were like, "So what kind of music do you make?" And I gave them that spiel that I was saying before. And then they were just like, "Oh, so like you're like a DJ?" And I was like, "Yeah, like, I guess." You definitely have to be sort of choosy about when you're gonna talk about your music. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't get offended anymore, really. I'm just yeah. like, oh, how do I... Because I'm always about, like, how do I communicate better? Yeah. And, like, I feel like there just is a disconnect that without that base of knowledge, you just... You gotta do some research before. Just, like, how much... I mean, like, if that's confusing, the differences between, like, house and techno, it's just <sighs> like, dude, you're never... Well, unless you just listen a lot. I don't... Like, again, I don't expect people to understand that, like you're making like i just i'm just i don't know my mind is blown by when i tell people like no like i make music and they're like oh so you're a dj i'm like they're like what instrument no i make music yeah i don't like what the fuck (laughs) no like i make i mean like i i don't i'm not a musician but like i make music man like i make the bleep bloop stuff you know honestly i've just been telling people that i am a musician because like I, I am a musician, it's just not the traditional that you're thinking of. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like coming from a kid who played with Legos, this is like the next yeah, it's generation like, of that is how I kind of conceptualize it. Okay, so I totally thought that Minecraft was like the next gen Legos. You know, it's like season two of Legos. <laughs> but, and like I totally stole that joke from my friend. Dude, <laughs> random side story just because i have to give him credit there's this guy at jewel who's he's just off one every time we go there he's like he works there and like dude we've been going there for years and the last time that i went there with him he was like dude john's really changed this is like season three john and i was like dude yeah you're right but yeah man i don't Did you know get the battle pass for for season three is that are we talking about season three? <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> are we talking about like battle royale games or like no. that's uh my inner gamer coming out, dude? I've been playing hella fucking Rocket League. That's my game right now. Hell yeah! Are you are you familiar with Apex? Yes. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, yeah. Okay, that's I'm gonna I... segue us into this last one here. We have in 
I would say the last couple of releases had some good luck kind of sampling video games. Okay. So there, there's it. a treat in this Super one if you're into that. familiar with Apex. Okay, which one is this? I think it's literally called Techno Apex. like subterranean this sounds like it would be in Mad Max you know what I mean Dude, the thing is, like, <laughs> with splice sample packs, like, that shit's already mastered. Nah, like, it's going. Yeah. Every, like, someone said that on one of our tracks, like, oh, this kick is crazy. And we're just, like, looking at each other, like, it's like the right level yeah. we have a uh, devil lock on there from Santos. Oh, dude yeah. devil locks pretty clutch just that crunch and then there's a, a rim layer really a rim given, shot uh, given all the secrets away in the kick Ooh, yeah. interesting dude, give it that like little crucial. dots the thing. top transient so everything's a little delayed and the rim is what you hear first interesting Definitely take a lot of inspiration from movie sound design. I actually just um, am in the final like stages of finishing my first score as my solo project. Really? Yeah. Is it for a film? It's for a short. Really? Yeah. So you made like the whole... Yeah, the whole score. That's fucking badass, dude. That's really cool. Yeah, it's definitely like not in the umbrella of Kyle and Hobbs, but definitely something to look out for in the future. Do you guys both do other like sound shit? I mean, like obviously you have your side projects. Yeah, I um I have my own solo project that's just Kai. Okay. And I brought some of those today, but it didn't feel right because this is the Kyle and Hobbs 
produce your podcast. Sure, but. maybe we could do another. Yeah, one, yeah, we'll know? we'll run some of them after. We'll we'll save um, the Kai stuff for when the EP comes out. For sure. Okay. That would be cool. early 2020. Cool. Cool. Well, um, you know, it's been a lengthy lengthy boy uh i was like so thrown off i was like my questions where are they we already <laughs> did them which is good because like honestly that's like a good icebreaker that i should definitely yeah. use in the start yeah so um any shout outs any uh any yeah shout out like um that? our collab with ellipsis out today right. all platforms soon soundcloud oh, first cool cool um, everybody that I shouted out last time, um, American Dave, CLB, Round 2, uh, Miggy, Keyboard Chris, um... Shout out my mom. Shout out, uh, Mama Kichos, uh, shout out <laughs> Above and Beyond. <laughs> um, uh... Shout out Datsik. Shout out... I don't know why. Fuck no! <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> nah. I don't know why, but... Bro, we'll producer is cancelled, <laughs> I'm tweeting that, nah, <laughs> No. Wait, what happened? He was like getting weird with girls. On Dude, <sighs> we don't have to talk about yeah, it. No, yeah, we're not going to talk about it. It was, it was, it was fucked. But basically, he put out like a, <laughs> an apology video where he was oh, like, no. he did that shit where he's like, oh, I've been like trying to work on myself, you know, and like I just want to make music for you guys, and it's like like wait but you didn't apologize like you were just kind of like oh i'm sad because i like did some fucked up shit and it's like all right dude no one no one wants to hear. it was cool because twitter like unanimously was like we don't want to hear this like fuck you so Damn. the dude's out thankfully but um yeah you can look it up if you don't know but yeah i'm gonna do some yeah some looking shout out ellipsis obviously for the collabo um yeah shout out Shout out uh, anyone that I missed. Um, you can uh, you can catch American Dave and CLB and Round Two releasing like a shit ton of music right now. Um, really? American, yeah. American Dave has one on Jadu right now. Word. Um, Get a Amen is the track. Um, Max I know has an EP out as well on Broken that you can check out. Um, round two will probably be releasing remixes or something. They're always kind of throwing stuff out, so check it out. Cool. Yo, I'm going to take this back to uh, Kyle and Hobbs for one second. Much love to all the homies. And just say that I know there's more flyaway music coming from uh, fucking Hobbs right here. And there's some more coming from Kai. So Most big things coming. Word. Well, we'll leave it at that. Big ups. <laughs> Big ups. Big ups. All right. Peace out, guys. Peace. Okay, I have to pee.